Was there a time when you first started to really think about broader social or public issues, whether it's social inequities in health or otherwise? I feel like I always did work that in some way was useful to people. I mean, health-related work is useful, scientific and, you know, science writing is useful. But it really took me a long time to be able to sort of see more of that connection. When I went to the FCC in December 2009, it was it was very interesting because I got in, you know, with the mandate to sort of work on to work on consumer issues, particularly yeah. consumer issues around uh, wireless, uh, you know, wireless uh, carriers and wireless coverage. The biggest case they had was a $300,000 phone bill. This was somebody who had she signed up for data coverage. Yeah. She was told, yeah, this is great. You have free data coverage for a month. And she thought, wow, it's fantastic because I'm about to go to Japan. Yeah. And I can just, you know, use my phone as a hotspot. And I'll just leave it on 24-7 and get free data coverage. Yeah. So, you know, $75,000 later, wow. they told her you have a $75,000 phone bill. Yeah. The longer she kept fighting it, the more they increased the charges. It was literally like $300,000. We negotiated a, uh, a deal with uh, with the telecom industry that mm -hmm. ended up on the front page of the New York Times, yeah. which is very nice, yeah. that, that they voluntarily said, okay, we're going to prevent this by giving people warnings. That was in many ways kind of an indication or it was an example of transparency actually helps. Yeah, that if you if, if you are given a warning before you run up that bill, yeah. it, you, you will not have bill shock. How do we look at data, not only as something that will, like Sunlight Foundation right. says, that will be kind of the best disinfectant for, yeah, you know, corruption and so on, mm -hmm. but how can you use this as a resource? How yeah. can you build applications off of it? When I wrote Open Data Now, we didn't have a whole lot of interest in the book, but mm -hmm. we did have strong interest from McGraw-Hills. There were chapters of the book that were completely about government accountability and transparency and so on, but they also wanted a bunch about how can this be used from a business perspective, which mm -hmm. was not maybe my natural bent, but it did force me to kind of think about what are the applications of this kind of data. And then when I was at NYU, I led a uh, project called the Open Data 500, mm -hmm. which was the first study of looking at how open data could actually be applied, uh, was being applied. And we identified 500 different companies that uh, were using open data one way or another and okay. published publish that. To, to kind of benefit their business. To benefit their business. In some cases, they were entirely based on open data. In other cases, open data was a big help to them. I was very yeah. lucky to find Laura Manley, who was working at the GovLab, and she became, you know, my partner in the Open Data yep. 500. We expanded a bit. We brought in Catherine Garcia and Audrey Aris, mm -hmm. and we had this team that was not only doing this study, but out of that study, we began doing these open data roundtables mm -hmm. because what became really apparent was that government data providers and the people who wanted to use their data were like, you know, passing each other like ships in the night. I mean, yeah. neither they both wanted to talk to each other and neither one knew how to do it. By the end of 2014, this group of the four of us was a very cohesive group. We really wanted to keep doing this work. And we also realized that a lot of this work really was Washington-based. Plus, we were also beginning to do some international work with the World Bank at that time. Okay. So somehow, amazingly, like <laughs> everybody decided, let's just move to Washington. Yeah, so pick up whole, and leave New York and so this, come together. So this okay. whole four-person team just, just moved down here. So what do you hope will be the legacy and impact of your career? I hope that the work that we've done with the center continues in some way. Mm -hmm. I hope the I hope the legacy really is an opening up of public data in a way that just becomes par for the course. Mm -hmm. I think finding a path forward or a way forward that combines the 
issues of transparency and accountability with the view of open government data as a public resource. I think mm -hmm. if we can really get that to work, mm -hmm. that's going to be more powerful than seeing it as two parallel tracks, which is, I think, a, a bit the way it is now. Okay. And I hope, uh, you know, I, I think the legacy is partly the work. Uh, maybe I'll write another book, yeah. you know. Maybe it'll sell more than the last one did. <laughs> I do see a lot of the legacy as being the people. I mean, I really feel yeah. very, very good about the fact that the the other three members of the original four have mm -hmm. gone on to do amazing things yeah, and team, yeah. and i think that you know all the people we work with people at open data watch mm -hmm. people we work with internationally i do think we're part of a movement that i hope is really gonna have some durability i would like to be able to say that we helped make open data the norm yeah. and the free exchange of information the norm yeah so that sounds cool. like a good legacy. that's great it does <laughs>